Greetings and welcome to the Girl with a Persian Tattoo, episode 8. It is May 30th and it is beautiful and sunny outside here in Southern California. However, I am currently enjoying the breeze on my ceiling fan while I'm indoors. <laughs> for now, for now. Do plan on going back outside. Gotta embrace the sun while, like, while we can. Hello. Also, Gemini season is among us. Hello, pseudoscience. Love ya. Sagittarius, what's good? What's good? Not saying I have a bias or anything, but anyways, <laughs> we'll save pseudoscience for another day. Before I begin episode eight and the topic of episode eight, I did want to acknowledge a fuck up I made on episode seven. So when we were discussing music and Regarding Guy Manuel, the homem Cristo, and his work aside from Daft Punk, I reference Lay Night Lay Disco Club when in reality it's Lay Night Club. Whoopsies. So the house group he was part of was Lay Night Club, not Lay Disco Club. My bad. And you should still check out Lay Night Club Tropical. If you like Tropical House, if you like that vibe, it's definitely good for like summer vibe, lounging, good time, good vibes, good food, good mood, good people. I'm just on like a good kick, you know? Anyway, all right, let's get to the hanger steak, the medium rare hanger steak and red potatoes of the topic. I recently had hanger steak with chimichurri sauce when I went out for brunch. Nah, uh, last, was it last weekend? Yes, it was last weekend. It was delicious. Yum, yum, yum. All right, so episode eight is going to be about murder mystery and true crime. A topic that I am very interested, two topics I gained a lot of interest in, especially back in 2019 that's when i went down this rabbit hole and i just started listening to a lot of things true crime on different outlets such as podcasts and then tv shows and interrogation videos on youtube so here we go deep diving into it so i i gained a lot of interest for murder mystery and true crime when I heard about the death of Jeffrey Epstein back in 2019. Before then, I had no clue who he was. I did not know who's a, who he was affiliated with regarding socialites and public figures, what have you. And then once he died, of course, his death was all over the news. It was a huge deal. And then I decided to search him up on Spotify for podcasts that discuss him or talk about him. And I stumbled upon last podcast on the left which is a podcast that talks about things regarding true crime murder mystery horror related genres genre things and the co-host henry's about henry zabrowski marcus parks and ben kissel are extremely informative and they also do provide some comedic relief when they're discussing these stories because other than Jeffrey Epstein, they do do a deep dive into a lot of murder mystery and mass murderers, family annihilators, and crazy ass cults that existed in time and history all over the world. And people who were crazy, who were crazy in their thought processes when they did murder people and so while these topics are grisly in nature when they provide some comedic relief 
in these episodes, it does it does help with when you're listening to the episodes, especially when you are more sensitive to these topics because they are disturbing topics. Don't get me wrong. Like these are hard things to listen to and some of them are extremely grisly in nature and you know they can be very unsettling so it does make the podcast a lot a lot easier to listen to um, especially for some of us who again are more sensitive or triggered by some of these topics so last podcast on the left is a very great outlet to get to get informed on true crime and it does help in raising awareness as well and kind of provides a pattern of behavior among some of these serial killers or murderers because when they describe some of the upbringings of some of these murderers some of them not all of them are similar at least when it comes to upbringing or certain things they were interested in in their adolescence or when they were growing up and it kind of gives you awareness of when you encounter different people and if they seem a little off and you refer to what you heard in some true crime stories and and the origins of some of these murderers it just it just provides you awareness of what to look out for in someone you know so there's one outlet that i really like getting my true crime kick off of and then there also I guess while we're on the topic of last podcast on the left, cults. I mean, I knew cults existed, but holy shit. Some of the cults that were in history internationally, nationally, are fucking wild. Like children of God. Oh my goodness. I I don't even know where to start with that cult. Heaven's Gate? Oof, oof. oof. You know, I'm not going to spend this entire episode talking about those cults, but they are unbelievable beyond me the jonestown cult waco well waco was where where they lived david koresh's cult i forgot what they are called but still like crazy crazy that these cults existed and some of them i was not even aware of until last podcast on the left informed me about them and they made episodes about it and they are very informative in their episodes they have a lot of sources that they cite so highly recommend if you want to get a good a good entertaining source of true crime information they they are a really good podcast channel to listen into so highly recommend them another media outlet where i like to get my true crime fix is unsolved mysteries and unsolved mysteries is uh obviously a true crime murder mystery show and it's been on for a few decades now. I I know Netflix brought brought their own original spin on it. And that's how I heard of it. And then when I would discuss it with friends, one of my friends told me, oh, I like the original version better. I didn't even know there was an OG version. So I looked into it and fell down a rabbit hole again. And I fuck with the Unsolved Mysteries with OG Robert Stack. Hello, that freaking trench coat, that swagger, when he introduces every episode, I'm like, my bad, go off, Mr. Stack, all right, my fucking bad. And and a lot of the topics discussed on Unsolved Mysteries are wild too, because, you know, they discuss things that, that some of the, that some of the crimes are 
are very are very familiar as in or not fam- not familiar but you know they're not always extremely bizarre such as like mass murders or something super wild like the Manson cult like there there was I mean they're all very biz- they're all bizarre but not I guess like not I guess very showy so like there there was an a topic they discussed or a few topics where I noticed a pattern of behavior was when a spouse would go missing and then the other spouse would happen to take out a big life insurance claim and it would be of of hundreds of thousands of dollars and it makes you think hmm, hmm why is that but these are like not the disappearances the disappearances aren't normal but you know taking out life insurance claims people do it but somehow some way on the on the episodes discussed or the topics discussed in unsolved mysteries and the victims discussed it always ended up being the spouse so it just made me a little aware like yo life insurance claims are normal but god forbid a spouse go missing and their spouse all of a sudden had recently or had recently taken out a life insurance claim and a big one right before their disappearance it just makes you think so that's what i mean by not like super extreme but at the same time it's still bizarre that that's possible because i never thought of that and and the fact that those things went hand in hand for some of these unsolved mysteries episodes was pretty crazy like damn you are fucking shameless to do that fucking fucking shameless and Unsolved Mysteries, also, some of the topics discussed how some, some women were out and about just doing normal things, and they end up unfortunately attacked, or some of them end up disappearing. Like, there was, there was a girl who went out, walked to school, never came back home. Like, that is so tragic and scary, and my condolences to all of the victims and the family members and the friends and all loved ones who were affected by all of these crimes. My condolences out for you and I hope you're all doing okay. And these stories definitely, they kind of spooked me as a young woman. And given that I was watching a lot of Unsolved Mysteries when I was studying last year, it kind of heightened my paranoia because I was already stressed out. So I wouldn't want to be out late at night or I would text my sister like if she was out and about like, hey, make sure you don't come home too late like just be safe out there like i was like looking around all the time and so i had to stop watching unsolved mysteries for a while because i realized it was making me paranoid and i'm like yeah maybe i'll watch this after i take my test it's okay um but yeah unsolved mysteries is definitely another outlet that i really enjoy getting my true crime kick or fix from I don't know why I keep confusing kick and fix. My fix. I'm just gonna just gonna keep it at that. And then also, well, this hits the childhood, very nostalgic, but it was America's Most Wanted. So I used to watch America's Most Wanted when I was young on Fox 11 on Saturday nights. I don't know if my parents ever caught on. I'm sure if they did, they wouldn't want me watching it because it was like BB Evelyn watching this, eight years old, tuning into America's Most Wanted on a Saturday night. Really, really eerie. Maybe I shouldn't be watching him. Plus, like, you know, when you're a kid, you're super naive. So 
that really came into play when I would watch America's Most Wanted, especially when they said like the criminals were still on the lam and when they, they, would, they would show the map of the US and they show that the criminals may be heading west and they're still on the lam. I would get so scared like, OMG, here I am in SoCal. They could be anywhere. I shouldn't even leave my house. And I remember one segment in particular was about this girl she was crazy okay i think she like went around killing people like silently i think she killed a guy in his sleep crazy but the turn of events that definitely got to me was when she sent this guy a package and the image on the package was like a robotic toy dog and the guy opened it his house exploded dude his house exploded. So after that, like eight-year-old me is like, don't send me anything. I didn't say it out loud, but like, I was scared. If I get a package, you know, John Walsh is telling me this story. And I'm like, USPS, send it back. Send it back. I don't want that. Okay. Thank you. A perk about America's Most Wanted, though, is that... It does, such as with Unsolved Mysteries and even last podcast on the left, they do raise awareness and uns- and Unsolved Mysteries and America's Most Wanted do have, uh, well, America's Most Wanted back then, Unsolved Mysteries. I don't know if the Netflix special still, or Netflix original still does this, but they had a, a hotline for people to call in uh, for anonymous tips in case the the killer was still, was still on the lam. They do have that available so that's really great as well because i know with with the help of america's most wanted's hotline as well as unsolved mysteries hotline they were able to catch some criminals and update the viewers so that is somewhat comforting for people who were on the lam and just showcasing them on tv like hey this is what they look like this is where they could be and sometimes on unsolved mysteries they would say like people would call in saying i just saw this person or like this person i work with how fucking crazy is that? Like they're living under a new alias. You know, you're not even aware of their past because of course people only tell you how much they want you to know. And you see them on TV like, holy shit. That is crazy. Crazy. <sighs> like that is just wild. And that like all this time together talking about this genre in general is kind of what reels me in because it's just the shock value behind it that these people exist and these people attempt to hide out and these people commit these heinous heinous crimes and think they're gonna get away with it like that is unbelievable and even more recent criminals of american american history like jody arias girl is nuts dude she is nuts all right and then chris watts like i'm also into interrogation videos and chris watts he's he's an idiot dude an absolute idiot absolute idiot deserves everything coming to him that's it and then casey anthony i know her verdict was not not guilty and I guess there wasn't enough to tie together that she was directly involved of the killing of her daughter. But 
The fact that she may be out and about just living a regular life, going to bars, being served upon, living in her own place, that it just, I, I don't understand that. I don't get it. I'll never get it. Anyways, I don't want to spend this episode talking about her too much, nor Jodi Arias or Chris Watts. I mean, they do tie in with the whole true crime genre. But overall, I just wanted to go into detail about why I am interested in true crime and what kind of caused me to be interested in true crime. But all in all, going to send you guys off with a thank you so much for listening to episode eight. And I definitely want to get an episode out before the end of the month because I am trying to be more regimented with producing episodes on time. I know she had a gap. She had a gap and she is sorry. And yes, she is speaking in third person because sometimes I find it entertaining. I switch back to first. Sorry. But thank you so much for listening. Thank you. Thank you so much. I really hope this provides some entertainment and something to pass the time, whether you're driving somewhere or cleaning or just running some errands. Thank you for listening. Girl with the Persian Tattoo is out. Have an amazing rest of your weekend. Bye.